Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Vibes are incredibly nice on this Wednesday evening. I uh, got the boys back with me to talk a little football, a little predictions. Sticking with the trend of the summer, it's been a lot of predicting and a lot of discussing on those predictions. We're going to come back with an episode for you tonight where we're going to go through some individual stuff, some team stuff, and we'll finish up with our uh, AFC and NFC playoff picture as we see it today. We're going to go through the AFC champion that we think is going to happen, the NFC champion, the Super Bowl champion, the MVP, Offense and Defensive Player of the Year, and the Offense and Defense Rookie of the Year. Blaine and Johnny joining me to do it as always. Cannot wait. Football's back. Training camp well underway. We are easily within 24 hours as well of the first football game of the year played um, in the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. It should be a great, great game and can good to have live football back. I can't wait. Let's talk to the boys. First up, let's talk with Johnny Rowe. Johnny Rowe, how we living, brother? Welcome back. Good to be here, Chandler. We're getting so close to football. I will say, though, with as close as we are to the NFL season, like August goes by super slowly because we know we're so close. We've, we've made it through the dog days um, uh, of no football. You know, it's been five months and we're right there at the finish line, but we just got to keep treading this water, keep pushing forward. For this podcast, it's like a different take um, on some things that we have been discussing um, for the listeners, the three of us have not exchanged um, any of the answers that we've put forward. So like, this is going to be super interesting. I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say. And uh, with that, Blaine, what's up, brother? What's up? What's up? I got to get a taste of it tomorrow. Put a mouthpiece in, hit some body. Football, 24th. You know, um, yeah. AFC champion. You know where I'm going to go with some of these, but... I have some surprises. Chandler said he has some surprises for me tonight. So if you have it too, I highly recommend if this is your first time listening or one of your few episodes, go back and listen. We just did phenomenal division by division uh, rounds on this podcast to get you ready for it too in the next coming weeks as we talk more football. But this one's going to be a really fun one to kind of cap off the divisionals. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good episode. Glad to have you guys back as always. Let's jump right into it. Um, I think I had something I was going to say. Oh, no, before we jump into it, I want to reiterate what Johnny said. He was talking about getting close to the finish line. Think about those players, man. They are, you know that they're chomping at the bit. And training camp, the dog days of a football camp, it gets worse for them than than, uh, than we think. Um, knock on wood, um, so far, a little brief Chiefs uh, before we get into this. Uh, so far, so good. We're not so much on the injury bug it seems like as the rest of the league has been the first week of camp knock on wood of course but that's always a positive going into week two um the practices have looked like they've been going really well boys any anybody have any opening thoughts on chiefs practice (sighs) the wide receiver group is still weird it's still tough very tough like we're talking today josh gordon slipping Somebody else kind of, kind of emerging and Watson, for, you know, Fountain slash Powell slash what's that going to look like? That's still going to be the picture from now on. And obviously I'm excited to see Carlos pretty soon. Yeah. Johnny, anything? Yeah. That, yeah. It, I'm just like, 
I just cannot stop consuming the content from from uh, like beat writers and just the Twitter training camp updates are, are one of my favorite things out there. And uh, the, the the part that I'm super excited for, guys, is to watch the tandem of Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. I think that uh, we have this dynamic linebacker tandem uh, that we haven't had uh, in Kansas City in, in some time. Uh, I've seen some footage of, of Willie Gay knifing into the backfield. Um, we know Bolton can do that as well, but we, the, the Chiefs haven't had that kind of athleticism at the position since Derek Johnson was was in the prime of his career, you know, obviously pre-Achilles injury. So it's cool seeing two guys on the team uh, have that ability. There's uh, some other rotational linebackers, a guy named Jermaine Carter and another guy named Elijah Lee, who I think at the beginning of the year with their veteran presence will see some significant snaps. But Leo Chanel, my boy, is chomping at the bit. And I think early on in the year, he'll be a factor on special teams. He'll certainly be a factor on surefire run uh, rundowns. But as the season goes on, the Chiefs are going to realize that they're not going to be able to keep him off the field. And uh, as the group message has been been saying, guys, uh, I'm going to have to get a Leo Chanel jersey because this guy, yeah. I, I couldn't have a He's bigger really man crush on somebody. Let's go, baby. I'm He's your alter ego. He's your alter ego, 100%. Um, yeah, the, that's a great point, Johnny. The linebackers are freaks. That that might be the best position group on our entire team outside of quarterback, to be quite honest. Um, and that's cool to see. I love linebackers. Uh Never had the mindset, never had the athleticism to be able to play that in a real game of football. But linebacker, if I could pick a position to play, I think I'd pick it. Um, it's a badass position. Can't wait to see those guys. Shout out to Elijah Lee, actually. First off, Kansas City kid, I believe. And second, uh, I had the unfortunate privilege of playing against him when he was at Kansas State. So <laughs> that was uh, not very fun. He was sick. But anyway, let's jump into it. Uh, first things off, I'm actually going to start off negative. We're going with the AFC champion of the 2022-2023 season. Unfortunately, I tried to do this as unbiased as possible and used my uh, actual football brain instead of my Chiefs fan brain. And I truly believe that this is the Buffalo Bills year to win the AFC. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, I think that their roster is ridiculous. They bring over Von Miller. Um Unfortunately, again, I love Josh Allen. If he, if Patrick Mahomes isn't a chief, I'd want him to be our quarterback. Um, there's too many parallels with this team and the Chiefs of 2019 that they had a heartbreaking, should have won the game loss in the playoffs. They come back the next year. The Chiefs were not going to lose the Super Bowl in 2019. They honestly had no business even making it out of the first round of the playoffs, given that they were down to the Texans, however many they were down. And they, ended up winning by 20 plus points there. They were not going to lose the Super Bowl that year after having it ripped away by that offsides in the 2018 AFC championship game. I think it goes through Buffalo this year um, in terms of the AFC. It's the bills for me, Blaine. What's up? Yeah. I'm trying to be unbiased too. And I'm not picking the chiefs. I, I, I wanted to, and the, Carlos signing has changed my mind a little bit on the Chiefs and the way I'm looking at them this year. Yep. But I still don't. I just don't think it's going to be that much of a difference. I mean, it is, but with our secondary, still got a lot to figure out. I'm not going with the Bills this year. I I just I want to put all my eggs in Josh Allen's basket, but I'm not going to. Gabe Davis is a you know highly highly sought after after his late run in that postseason. But other than you know you know some of that and offensively, I really. 
I really struggle to see them without Brian Dable and, and what they're going to do. And I think the Chargers have everybody coming back. Um, and, and the coaching staff with Staley learning from his mistakes last year. I really like Herbert. And I, I've said it before. Or Allen and Williams freaks uh, at the wide receiver combo and their defense is the best in the league, um, if not top three, if, if, if you don't agree with the best. So Chargers are going to win the AFC this year. So you're uh, to kind of implode and, and grow that phantom in LA. Two things about the Bills before Johnny goes. Um, a signing that has gone under the radar that I think even we have forgotten about. They signed Jamison Crowder. I look to him to have a pretty big year for Buffalo for like Josh that. Allen. And second, they drafted who I freaking love and hate that he's on the Bills is um, Dalvin Cook's brother, um, James. James Cook from the University of Georgia. I think he'll be their day one running back as long as he stays healthy. Johnny, what do you got? Um, I approached these questions. Um, I, I really used uh, Vegas betting lines to kind of help help me uh, along the way. And so just for listener reference and for you guys, and, and this is the lines that I'm going to give that the odds are, are just kind of an aggregate of what I've been seeing out there. Um, so for the AFC champion, the Bills are our number one. And I'm, the average I'm seeing is plus 350. So the Bills are the favorite to win the AFC. I, I, I think that's I think that's right. I think the books got that right. Uh, second place is Kansas City Chiefs plus five hundred. And um, to kind of frame this, uh, I, I see what I see where Blaine's coming from. I see where you're coming from, Chandler. Um, the story would be great, right? The Bills' story would be great. Two straight years, their season has ended at Arrowhead Stadium. Last year in, you know, year, two years ago, it was in an absolute blowout. Last year was in heartbreaking, gut-wrenching fashion. I mean, I cannot imagine if the Chiefs lost that game the way that the Bills did. Um, but this is the NFL. Like, the wonderful story doesn't always translate. Like, this is the, the most grown men game of all grown men games. I have an awesome quote here that I want to read. And with hard knocks with the Detroit Lions coming up, it made me, it reminded me of when the, the Raiders were on hard knocks. And I know John Gruden's pretty controversial right now, but I think John Gruden from a football perspective and a motivational perspective is an absolute badass. And I, he had this quote on hard knocks that I thought was amazing. And if you guys, if you watched it, you'll know it right. I started right as I read it because uh, they opened hard knocks uh, with the Raiders with this quote. He said, everybody right now has dreams, don't they guys? Everybody has a dream about making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning the Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in the Pro Bowl. I'm not really into dreams anymore. I'm into fucking nightmares. Okay? You hear me on that? You got to end somebody's dream. You got to take their jobs. You got to take their heart. Are you guys clear about this? This is NFL shit right here. Okay? Guys, I don't care that the Bills have all the stars aligning. I don't care that the Bills are number one in the Vegas books. I don't care that it's fair and it's their, it's their chance because of two straight bad years. The Kansas City Chiefs, for the fifth time in a row, are going to, to go, they're going to go to the AFC Championship game, and they're going to fucking win it this time because they should have won it last year. Give me the Chiefs plus 500. They're winning the AFC. Let's go. <laughs> wow, I'm really fired up. Um, that was sick. First off, that quote's badass. Really well said. That was actually a pretty good hard knocks. The Raiders on hard knocks was good. Um, that was really, I feel like my first real introduction to Max Crosby, like in a, in a personal way, sick dude, God, he's sick. 
But yeah, Johnny, I like what you said. I mean, you have to go ahead, Blaine. No, I just gonna is the Bills window is so small. I feel like right now that they have to win it this year, and that pressure is going to be so immense. It is going to be a lot. That's a that can't be overlooked. I mean, that can't be overlooked. But okay, and my only argument to that is why is their window so small? I don't think it's that small. Josh Allen's going to be their quarterback for the next ten years. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it's not. I don't know. We- <laughs> I mean, you know, their windows. I mean, I, I, I think I know what you're trying to say. I don't think their like window's they, small. Like they need to, they need to well, win they, now because they, they're at the best situation to win, and it's now. But their window, I would not say, is small. I just have had this talk. Thirty-year-old, two thirty-year-olds at safety. You signed Von Miller to a big contract, way too big. Josh Allen's going to eat up more money. Stephon Diggs getting older. Gabe Davis, he's going to probably move on and get a big-time contract. You're going to have to sign him to something big-time. Like, their stars are getting to the point to where they're either older or yeah. signing big So, that's why I say their window is smaller. That's the talks I've had. I guess no one's leaving or no one's yeah. – you know, everyone's signed. Well, but it's just – it's that it's a, it's that part of the NFL. Well, I think a good way to compare it – sorry, Johnny, real fast. I think a good way to compare it is kind of to us and the fact that we're doing – you know, I mean, we've had to, we've kept Patrick, we've kept Travis, but we've had to revamp some positions, and bring new, new guys in, and I do think that Buffalo is in that situation where, like, they are going to have make tough decisions. Like, are they going to let Stefan go? Are they going to let Gabe Davis go? Like, guys that they like, obviously, kind of like the Chiefs had to do. Like, we wanted Tyreek, but we couldn't pay him. So, Johnny. Yeah, I, I, so I, I really hope that the. Bills don't get the one seed. I mean, going the AFC going through Buffalo would absolutely suck, especially with like that time of the year. It gets super windy there. Um, but I, I do think that there is something to that that pressure side of things. Keep in mind, this is a franchise in B- the Buffalo Bills that went to four straight Super Bowls and lost them all. And there are fans who are fans now who believe Josh Allen to be the savior and Sean McDermott to be the savior coach who who are going to apply all of that pressure to the current roster. Is that fair? No, but it's reality. And so with the, how the last two seasons ended with the Kansas city chiefs as the, and Patrick Mahomes as the boogeyman for the Buffalo bills, like all of that is still present. I've said this before when we, when we were going through the divisions last year shaped up to be the Josh Allen takes over the NFL year. Josh Allen was the chosen one. Patrick Mahomes was second fiddle, right? Like the Chiefs were struggling. The Bills kicked the Chiefs' ass in Arrowhead early in the year. And then what happened at the end of the year? The Chiefs ended up knocking the Bills out of the playoffs. And in the regular season, and including the playoffs, right, in the regular season, Patrick Mahomes beat Josh Allen in essentially every quarterback category other than rushing yards and rushing touchdowns that you could give a rip about. And then in the playoffs, he knocked him out. And in a game where Josh Allen played absolutely perfect football, Mahomes was still better. So it's like the Bills fans are, and the whole organization is feeling immense pressure this year. And as John Gruden said, I'm not into dreams. I'm into fucking nightmares. And Patrick Mahomes is the nightmare. I love it. I love it. Let's move on to the NFC. That <laughs> kind of kind of got off onto a little Bills Chiefs one two tangent there. I like it. But 
We won't be talking about the Chiefs much in this one because this is the NFC Championship, NFC Champion. Um, and I think this one we might agree on a little bit easier. I think that there's only a really small handful of teams that could really win the NFC. Um, but there are some good teams, and I think there could be some sleepers maybe if some cards fall right. But I think, for me, the NFC champion is going to be the Green Bay Packers. And for me, it is solely based on they have the best quarterback in the NFC, and they have a insanely good defense. I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy that can get them to where they want to go. I think he's really pissed off about last year. Um, I hate his attitude most of the time. I can really see him going really negative if things don't go right with this team. But I see him utilizing his running game. I see him utilizing Tanya in a ton. I think they have a very underrated backfield. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think that's a really good one, too. You know they're going to be good up front. Their defense is better with Jair back, some good up front guys. Rashawn Gary's a freak um, from Michigan. Uh, I, I think Green Bay is set up to be really good. I think that they're going to get – I think they have a down NFC. I think the road is a lot less difficult than it is if they were in the AFC. Um, I see them being the number one seed and going through Lambeau. Johnny? Um, the the NFC is significantly weaker than the AFC. I, I, I Maybe I haven't paid attention enough, but, I mean, I think it's really lopsided. Um, the AFC is ridiculous, and let me spoiler for the end um, of the podcast when we when we go through our our playoff prediction teams for for the seven in each in each conference. Like, I was kind of like struggling. Like, I was like, Who, who's going to be the five, six, and you know, seven seventh team to get in? So, um, in the AFC, it's certainly like it, it's not as much of a struggle of like who's worthy. It's like which good team is not going to make the playoffs in, in the AFC. So um, on the NFC guys, I'm going to go with the, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the the, the uh, line that I've seen is plus 450. I think that's a good, good number if you were going to bet on the Rams. You know, they're really returning uh, a majority of, of the roster and uh, a lot of their high-level skill players um, and high-paid players as well. You can never discount how much Aaron Donald means when he's on a football field. And um, on the offensive side, I really think we're going to see the true unicorn that Allen Robinson is. I'm really excited to watch Allen Robinson uh, with a competent quarterback, because keep in mind, like, who, who, who are the quarterbacks that have thrown to Allen Robinson so far? I really think the best one has been Mitchell Trubisky. And think about that for a second, because uh, whether it was Trubisky or Foles, or Justin Fields in Chicago, uh, or Andy Dalton, or in Jacksonville, if it was Blake Bortles throwing in the ball, um, it's it. We really, we really are witnessing an insane talent uh, in Allen Robinson with bad quarterback play, and with Matthew Stafford. Uh, all the training camp reports on Twitter are saying that they are just clicking, hitting it off, and you know Cooper Cup's going to command a ton of attention, um, leaving Allen. Robinson and a lot of favorable coverage. So guys, give me the Rams here. Um, one, one long shot I wanted to throw out just for fun. I saw on the betting odds, but I know Blaine was super high on them. Washington commanders plus 3,500. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put, if you want to put some skin in on a, on a, on a long shot, go with the commanders, but in all seriousness, guys, I'm picking, yeah, the, I'm Rams. picking the Rams too. And I, I didn't want to, and I'm not picking the Buccaneers. I just think, I hate the idea of injuries, but 
I, I just think that something there with, with Julio and Evans, I just don't know if they're going to be able to produce like you're talking about an Allen Robinson and Cooper's Cup can for the Rams consistently. And then when I look at the Packers, there's too much unknown with, with that receiving core. No Devontae Adams. How is Rodgers going to look? Still good, but is he going to win an NFC championship? Well, he couldn't last year against Garoppolo. So I, I got to go with the Rams. I think that's the only smart pick here. Uh, Chandler, I don't mean to say that you're you're dumb by any means. I think that's a, a quality take. But something about me when I first thought about this was it's not going to be somebody big because this division is or this conference is so wide open. My mind went to how is Trey Lance going to look this year because that 49ers defense is loaded. If he comes out and slings it, they're really good. Uh, somebody even like New Orleans, if Jameis is competent, they are loaded defensively and offensively. Um, Minnesota's not bad themselves. Like it's going to be a wild card run. Watch out for somebody in, in that uh, NFC championship game. And I think uh, those big names are, are going to get a, quite a few scares. Well, it's not going to be the Vikings, but that's fine. Um, we will. Uh, yeah. I love what you guys said. I do agree. I mean, the Rams are nasty. I mean, any team with Aaron Donald has a chance. Aaron Donald is the best football player in the league. Um, it's not – I don't really think it's even much of a question. But, um, yeah. I love well, okay. Yeah, true. Patrick. Yeah, he's up there. <laughs> um, let's move on to our Super Bowl. We won't spend much time on this one. We've already kind of explained what we think about these teams. So, uh, my Super Bowl champion, unfortunately, is the Buffalo Bills. I think it's their year. Something about it just – it smells like it to me. It just seems – I love what you guys have said. Um, looked at this as, you know, like I said, as unbiasedly as possible. I think it's Buffalo's time. I think they win the Super Bowl. Blaine? Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers. I've just got to ride it, and I – you know, I don't love it, but I'm going to ride it throughout um, Battle, Battle of L.A. For, for the championship, and it's going to be a fun one. Johnny? thinking about getting Blaine a Chargers jersey that says like Brandon Staley <laughs> on the back or something <laughs> uh, for, the, for the Super Bowl uh, my matchup is the matchup that we have all been wanting in the Super Bowl for the last you know for the at least the two you know for the last couple of years uh, in 2018 when the Chiefs lost to uh, Tom Brady's Patriots in the AFC championship game uh, they would have faced the Rams in the Super Bowl and, uh, you know, I think, I think that's what we're going to get here. And uh, if they would have – Chiefs would have won last year uh, against the Bengals, they would have gone to face the Rams as well. And we're finally going to get that matchup. And I don't care if I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, I don't care if I, people think I'm blinded by fanhood to the Kansas City Chiefs. I've said it, and I will always say it, and uh, it's the greatest advantage in all of football. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the entire league at the most important position, the most pivotal position in professional sports. All of them. Quarterback matters the most in sport, and the Chiefs have the best player at that position. Is it going to hurt that Tyreek's gone? Is the offense going to look different? Is the defense, uh, does the defense have some question marks? Yes, yes, yes. Give me any team with Patrick Mahomes – and I and I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, the guy has never, as the starter, not hosted the AFC Championship game. He's an otherworldly player, and they're gonna they're gonna win it this year. And I'm super pumped for that. I cannot wait. 
I love it. Uh, and I want some of that Kool-Aid. If you got some mixed up in your fridge or whatever, I'm coming over to have a glass later because that sounds really tasty. Um, I love what Johnny's saying. I love his energy tonight. I love your energy too, Blaine, but you and I have been a little less bias. I like the bias, Johnny. Keep it up. I, I mean, I, I had a little bit of a horrible Bill's take that was a little off kilter for the pod, but no, uh, you're, we'll, we'll look past it. We'll look past you're, it. You're freaking Chargers love. I would rather lose the Buffalo. No, no love. No, no love. And Johnny's joke about the Brandon Staley jersey might have stolen the show. Um, let's move on here to our league MVP. One thing I want to note before we jump into this is that it is and always has been a purely regular season um, award. There has never been any sort of playoff uh, added into the mix. It's a regular season award. And with that, here comes my bias. Everything Johnny has already said about Patrick Mahomes holds up here. He's the best player in football um, at the most pivotal position in all of professional sports. A lot of P's in that sentence. I know I just got done saying Aaron Donald is, but Johnny's right. Quarterback is more important than a defensive tackle, no matter how you slice it. Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP of the league. He, I, I think that this offense is set up for him to continue putting up huge numbers in chunks um, he's going to have to do it more methodically, but I think he's got guys that want to catch the football for him and can turn. I, I, you know what? And no one is saying this. I think we have guys that can turn a five-yard route into 20, 25 yards. Those yards, those yaks, they add up. And MVP, give me Patrick Mahomes. He's the MVP of the league in my book. Johnny. Um, okay, so a few – interesting little tidbits I have for MVP um, guys. And this is such, especially in the league. Now, this is such a quarterback award. Now yeah. um, the last non quarterback to Can win we guess it? league MV, MVP was who? Can you give us how many years ago, or do you not want to give in, us that? Yeah, it was in 2012. Oh, that's your hint. I'll give you another hint. A wide okay. receiver has a wide receiver has never won league MVP. That's running back. Uh, for some reason, I want to say JJ Watt. Okay, that's your guess, JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ Watt. Lane. <laughs> I don't I can't think of one I, I just think of back in the heyday like was, so the, was LT still there in the 2012 here goes more Chargers what is no oh, yeah. Chargers yeah. Like, is LT there Frank Gore right, AP so, Le Le'Veon oh you might have just gotten it with Adrian there you go 2012 Adrian Peterson with the Vikings um, wow one nice big MVP over the last 30 years, only eight running backs have won league MVP, and the rest are quarterbacks. Uh, one more. This is going to be fun, too. Don't take as long this time, guys, but who was the last non-quarterback, non-running back to win league MVP? So this is – it's been quarterback or running back since this guy won it in 1986. And he played defense. Um, how about for stay with the Chiefs? How about our guy Derek Thomas? 
Blaine? Lawrence Taylor. Bang. God, Blaine, two for two. Lawrence Taylor, one. Nice job. Okay, so having said all of that, and keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers has won back-to-back um, league MVPs. Of course, he's a quarterback. Um, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes at plus 750 to win league MVP. Josh Allen is the number one uh, Vegas betting line, plus 650. I think one, if you wanted to sprinkle some money on uh, with some good odds, would be Lamar Jackson at plus 2,200. I think he's won one before. I'm very high on the Ravens. In fact, the Ravens, I'm trying to say this earlier, are plus 1,100 to win the AFC. I think that would be a good bet to sprinkle some money on. Uh, but but my pick is going to be Patrick Mahomes, plus 750. The offense is going to be different, but it's going to be dynamic. The ball's going to get spread around. I mean, le- legitimately, legitimately, the Chiefs could have three guys with over 1,000 receiving yards. Of course, Travis Kelsey, you guys know how strongly I feel about Juju Smith-Schuster this season. But I breaking out and going crazy um or mccole even though he stinks so give me patrick mahomes here plus 750 uh, for mvp something about me wants to go for a defensive lineman here just because there's so many good quarterbacks and there's going to be so many good years from quarterbacks this year when you look at you know pat josh allen the names we've already said rogers you name it like Nick Bosa, after coming off what he came off last year, or or somebody of that nature could be fine, or T.J. Watt of somebody that year, or Micah Parsons. I, you know, if I'm taking a bottom odd, that's who I'm taking, but I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. He's going to have a hell of a year. Like, like you said, I don't need to reiterate, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in this league, and he's going to toss it across the yard. I love it. Yeah, I mean, he's the best. He's unbelievable. Let's go, across the board. I love the bias, uh, but you know what? Anybody can call us biased, but how do you argue with that? How do you argue with that? I mean, he is the best football player in the league. Um, let's move on. Offensive player of the year. This one, this was an interesting award. Um, last year, Cooper Cup won it. I kind of st- I stuck with the wide receiver. I think it's a wide receiver league in terms of, of this award for sure. I think this is kind of how they supplement it. I don't think any other position really wins this unless a running back just absolutely goes off. Um, I could be completely wrong there, but I just feel like that's that's kind of right. Um, my offensive player of the year this year is in the AFC North, and it is Jamar Chase. I think he is a freak wide receiver. Um, I think the Bengals have done enough around Burrow up front to protect him. Um, and we've been a victim to it twice in his short career. He is a it, first off, it I think he's underrated how fast he is. That play against the against us at Cincinnati where he made, I think he, honestly, I think he made Nick Bolton look bad, um, happens in football, but I think he made him look bad with one step and he was gone. I mean, we weren't even close to him. I think he, I mean, I, I know now that he's going to have the target on his back more, but I think he had it last year too. I think everyone knew where they were going with the football and it still didn't seem to matter. Burrow and Jamar Chase seem to have that connection. I mean, college teammates carrying it into the NFL. I think it's special. Give me Jamar Chase for the offensive player of the year. Blaine? Yeah, I'm going Justin Jefferson of Minnesota Vikings. He's had the best start of a wide receiver in his NFL career uh, since Jerry Rice. And he's on a trend to absolutely dominate this league for years and years to come. And this is your offensive player of the year. I mean, it's not even, it doesn't have to be a breakout year for him. He had 1,600 yards last year. 
ridiculous. I mean, he is that good. And he's going to be one, two, or three in this voting. If Jamar Chase wins, I truly believe Justin Jefferson's two or three with Cup and Johnny. So I love both of those picks. Um, it's this is a, a hard one to call. Like I think, especially from like a betting perspective. Um, mm -hmm. So let's just look at the the track record of the last couple of years right last year like you said cooper cup wide receiver 2020 was derrick henry running back 2019 was michael thomas wide receiver and then 18 was when pat won uh, his rookie year so quarterback pat also won the mvp as quarterback uh, that year so it was, it was mvp and offensive player of the year maybe if this is more of a question before i give my pick do you guys think that if a quarterback wins mvp then he also wins offensive player of the year or if, a, or are those mutually exclusive? What do you guys think? I think they're exclusive just because a receiver could have an unbelievable year and a quarterback could just have a little bit better than the other quarterback. The receiver can go for, you know, like cup last year. I mean, God, you you had to give it to him. So. Yeah. I think it needs to, I think it should be exclusive. I mean, I right. think if you win the MVP, you don't really need to win the offensive player of the year too. I think that's already kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of in the MVP by bylaws for lack of a better term, but it's I mean, Mahomes, like technically, Mahomes debunked that. So I, I mean, I, I, we should, they should, they should keep them exclusive though. Sorry. Almost like I was saying earlier, it's like MVP is basically a quarterback award, whereas offensive player of the year is everybody else. Yeah. Um, so before before I reveal my pick, which I absolutely love, I am going to bet this. Uh, I probably should have before the pod. I hope the line hasn't changed. But uh, for, for listeners, Justin Jefferson's line right now is plus 1,600 uh, for offensive player of the year. Uh Jamar Chase is, let's see here, plus 3,300. So nice Whoa. odds there on Chase. Yeah, wow. that's that's crazy there. Wow. Um, but my, pick, my pick's going to be a running back. A running back who is, as far as volume is concerned, is number one in volume. Healthy. He hasn't been healthy in about a year, uh, but w or, or maybe about two years. But when, when healthy um, – one of the most dynamic offensive players in the league. And this is Christian McCaffrey. Um, Christian McCaffrey plus 2000 on the odds to win offensive player of the year week division. I don't think the team is that great. Baker's an upgrade over Sam Darnold, uh, not a significant one, but, a, but an upgrade nonetheless. And if he's healthy, and we've seen this with Matt rule, uh, he's going to be the feature piece. And so if he can stay healthy all season, I think he's, I see. I think uh, he's the number one fantasy pick. Wow! Uh, this year over Jonathan Taylor, and this is, I'm a guy who had Jonathan Taylor across the board last year. Um, but with McCaffrey's volume, his ability in the passing game, I think it just kind of all is the perfect recipe uh, for him to win the Offensive Player of the Year award. But I really like both of your guys' picks too. Wow, that I, that actually really shocks me. But I really like it. Honestly, I I actually had McCaffrey in fantasy last year, so I've kind of I've kind of written him off because he really pissed me off, but he's a freak. Um, you're exactly right. If he can stay healthy, they're going to get him the football, um, one passing or running. You're exactly right. So I love that. 
Yeah. Let's move on to our defensive player of the year. This one was, I feel like offense is a little bit easier because there's so many, there's so many options. I feel there's more options on the offensive side of the ball than there are on the defensive side of the ball to win this award. Just, just given the defense is a little bit more team oriented football, but I got to pick somebody. I'm sticking with the defensive line last year, TJ Watt won it. I, I don't see him getting that many sacks again. I think he can do it, but will he? I think that's really tough to uh, duplicate. I'm actually going down south, NFC East, which is kind of weird now that I say it out loud like that. But uh, I'm going Micah Parsons. I think that he uh, is an absolute freak. I bet I get some really big odds on him. I'm sure it's kind of an outlandish pick, but I love this guy. Um, That play where he strips Patrick from behind at Arrowhead last year sticks out in my mind. Um, to this day it was a freakish play I think if he you know I I don't think yeah I think he has his head on right I think he's going to get in there grind during camp I think he's poised for a really good season and in a division where you can get after quarterbacks in that in that division too in my opinion Carson Wentz loves to get sacked Daniel Jones gets hit and he drops the football and Jalen Hurts is going to be a mobile quarterback he's going to run around he's going to run into some sacks and you're not running away from Micah Parsons as Patrick Mahomes um, I love Michael Parsons here. Um, probably crazy odds, like I said. Give it to me, Johnny. Uh, sorry, I was muted there for a second. Uh, this is really fun. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year is a fun one. Uh, just for just for the sake of argument, let me read you guys some of the uh, the winners of the, this award. Uh, over the last year. I'll just rattle off the names. It is just a list of Hall of Famers. <laughs> TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Stephon Gilmore, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, Luke Keekley, J.J. Watt, Terrell Suggs, Troy Polamalu, Charles Woodson, James Harrison, Bob Sanders, who if he would have stayed oh. healthy would have been one of the best players on defense uh, ever. Jason Taylor, Erlacher, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Derek Brooks, Michael Strahan, Ray Lewis, and the list goes on and on, guys. This is an award that is indicative of a Hall of Fame player. And Chandler, you hit the nail right on the head. Micah Parsons is amazing. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year last year, absolutely deserving. And he's my pick to win uh, the award this year. The line that I'm seeing is anywhere. I see plus 900. I've seen plus 1,000 on some pretty consistent right there. Um, but yeah, Chan, I, I won't beat, beat a dead horse. You took the words out of my mouth. That play where he chased down Pat was was amazing. One final thing real quick. Uh, you mentioned him earlier, Chandler, and I about jumped out of my seat because I think he's such a badass. Uh, Max Crosby is plus 3,000 for this award. And he's an absolute animal. And he'll have Chandler Jones opposite him occupying a lot of attention. So um, I think Max Crosby, like he's on the Raiders, so it sucks as a Chiefs fan, but he is so dope that like, yeah. oh, Andy just got his neck blasted. He has a full frontal neck tattoo now. <laughs> I mean, he is just a scary guy to line up against. And at plus 3,000, if you want to. Yeah, I'm, um, I have my comparisons written down too, but I'm going to change it for the sake of this podcast. I mean, it's kind of crazy that we both think it, and there's so much hype of a freak athlete like him, but TJ Watt yeah. just came off the best year a defensive lineman has ever had in the NFL. And you listen to some of those names, Johnny just rattled off sack wise. Everybody's a hall of famer. You can't, you can't just do that. What TJ Watt did last year and not be considered for the top. Right. I mean, I think at odds and looking at odds, Johnny, if I'm correct, he's probably at the top, if not the top 
uh, of the odds, I'd be hard pressed not to to pick him. You you said a lot of uh, edge rushers basically, but linebacker, look out for Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard. Actually, now that I catch myself, as he changed his name. Um, what? Watch out for Shaquille Leonard. I mean, he's had one of. Oh. I think in the last handful of years, he's had two of the top ten tackles seasons in the. NFL. Watch out for that guy. When did he change his name to Shaquille? A few weeks ago, I think. <laughs> Interesting. Good for yeah. Shaquille Leonard. I would not have known that had Blaine not brought that on. Wow. Shout out to Blaine for keeping the listeners involved, including the host. Um, going to keep you around, I guess. I'll re-sign your contract at the end of the year. Okay, Blaine? No more bad bills takes, though. That's okay. We can work that out of the contract later. We'll, we'll, we'll have our managers get together and work on that. Um, I love it. I thought that I was going to be, I mean, I didn't think I was way off with the Micah Parsons, but I didn't know that I would get that much agreement. Um, good to see. He's a freak. Uh, let's go to our offensive rookies of the year. This one I think is a little bit, I started this out the last segment. I'll start it out this segment this way. I think it's a little bit outlandish. Um, not necessarily outlandish in the fact that uh, the talent this guy has, but the team that he's on, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to win this award, just given the it always does seem to go to a, a guy who's on a more successful team. But I'm not going to worry about that here. I am going to pick Garrett Wilson. He's going to be the number – he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year for the New York Jets. First off, for whatever reason, I think the Jets are in a great spot. Um, I like – I love Zach Wilson's offseason for things we won't get into, but um, I think that he is a really good receiver. I think it's exactly what they needed. I think he has good help around him where they can disguise him a little bit more. I like Corey Davis. Um, I, for some reason, I think he's in the best situation of rookie wide receivers. He's got a great quarter, not a great quarterback. He's got a quarterback that has up, tremendous upside, who has a big arm that can get him the ball, I think. And I think the sky's the limit for Garrett Wilson. And honestly, while we're on it, the New York Jets offense, I think it's going to be a very improved team. Um, I think he has a legit chance to win it. Garrett Wilson is my offensive rookie of the year, Blaine. See, you put, you make a good point. There's a lot of guys on this roster that I'm picking that have a lot of talent and talent, you know, he's going to shine because the Kansas city chiefs are going to put him in a shine situation and Sky Moore is going to have a hell of a year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Some of the stuff I've seen out of training camp, I mean, interview after interview, I hear, I hear how big he is under the belt. Like his quads are massive. I can't, you know, imagine what Andy Reid is sitting there thinking as he's looking at this training camp huddle of what he's going to do with Sky Moore. Line him up at Wildcat. Line him up in a jet sweep. Line him up in a screen. Line him up in a vert. He can do everything, and he's going to be exposed to everything. And I have a lot of confidence picking a guy, you know, with the Jets, but I don't trust that they're going to be good. I wanted to go with a guy like Christian Watson with the Packers. I don't know that he's going to be out there. Um, you know, I wanted to go with Traylon Burks, but I don't know how good Tannehill is. All these guys, I'm really sticking with. I truly think an offensive rookie of the year is with a really good team. in those primetime games, and he's going to become a favorite across the league. Johnny. Great take, uh, Blaine, with Sky Moore. I think he is 
I think he's going to have a huge season. Um, betting odds that I've seen plus 1200 for the award. I think that's really good odds there. Um, I agree with you on the take about, about the player being on a successful team. I, I think that matters. Um, my initial pick was going to be Brees Hall plus 800 mm. on the jets. Team. Um, for, for, you know, running, running back and um, a guy with a lot of buzz uh, in league circles and on Twitter where I get a lot of my information. Um, but I think I'm going to change that. Before I reveal my pick, I want to give a little, just a cool tidbit that I saw. Um, there's a weird trend that goes all the way back to 1984 and 1985. Um, in 84 and 85, there were back-to-back -back receivers picked. Uh, it was a guy named Lewis Lips in 84 for Pittsburgh, and then a guy named Eddie Brown in 85 for Cincinnati. Since then, wide receivers have bounced between five and seven years between they've been picked. And here's how it goes. So from 85 to 92 was the gap until another receiver was picked, a guy named Carl Pickens for Cincinnati. Then six years later was Randy Moss for Minnesota. Then five years later was Anquan Bolden for Arizona. Then six years later was Percy Harvin for Minnesota. And then five years after that was OBJ for the for the Giants, and then seven years after that was Jamar Chase for the for for the Bengals. Now is last year, so it seems like for, I don't know why that is, but it seems like it seems like the there's this chunk that happens between uh, receivers, and I think that trend ends uh, with this year, and we're going to have back to back receivers picked. But I'm not going to go with Garrett Wilson. I'm not going to go with Jamison Williams. I'm going with Chris Olave for the Saints. Nice. The Saints traded way up into the draft, traded a ton of draft capital to go get this Olave guy. And all the reports out of camp um, are that he is, he, he's just passing all the tests with flying colors. A bunch of downfield throws. He can do the intermediate and the short routes. Uh, he was reported to be the most polished NFL route runner of any of these receivers coming out. Um, had a ton of success at Ohio State. And the Saints obviously believe in this guy. And Jameis is a guy who we've seen, yes, he throws the ball to the other team. Uh, but when he's healthy, he, he slings that rock around the yard. And the Saints have been missing this dynamic receiver because Michael Thomas has been injured over the last uh, couple of seasons. And I think they've got him back here with Chris Olave. And so guys at plus 800, uh, Give me Olave here, and we'll go back-to-back -back wide receivers winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I actually love that, Johnny. I for completely forgot about him. Phenomenal pick. Um, actually, kind of makes me want to change mine, but I'll stick with his teammate from Ohio State and Garrett Wilson, and uh, that'll be a fun battle to see for sure. There's some good rookies. There's some good rookies. I think Brees Hall, too, like you said, I think he still has a chance to potentially do it as well. I really do. I wanted to circle Jamison Williams just because the Lions are going to be a lot of fun to watch this year, and he's going to be healthy, it seems like, for week one after that. I think it's just ridiculously explosive as well. There's so much fun. They're more of those slot-type guys, you know, the shorter, quicker yeah. rookies. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they bode in, in this year. Yeah, sure. Let's flip over to the other side of the ball for the defensive rookie of the year. I'm staying in the – uh, what do they call that? The Meadowlands, I believe, with the New York Jets. And I'm going Sauce Gardner. I think that he is a freak defensive back. 
um, had I with Cincinnati being so good this year, got a lot, got a chance to watch a lot of uh, a, a lot of Cincinnati games. And uh, ironically enough, I was listening to a, another podcast, a competing podcast, if you will, today with head coach. Uh, they had uh, Lou Fickle on, um, Luke Fickle, the head coach of Cincinnati. And he told a really cool sauce Gardner story that when he was a freshman, he was like a buck 50, buck 55 pounds. Um, he was he was not playing and they were playing UCF. <clears throat> and that was at the time where UCF was like a super hurry up, like running 100 plays per game type of deal. So they were really rotating. He played two plays um, in his rotation. He had a pass breakup. And then the next pass that came his way, he had a pick six in his first two college uh, plays. Um, at Cincinnati I think this guy just kind of has it in him I think he's a freak football player um, he big corner I think he fits in really well uh, to what they want to do in New York and I think he will be the defensive rookie of the year Johnny great pick um, I think he's awesome and he is plus 1100 Ahmad Sauce Gardner uh, for the award I think those are really good odds um, I struggled with this one. Um, I did not know where I was going to go, even though there is a lot of defensive talent in this class for reference. Micah Parsons, as mentioned earlier, won this award last year. Um, I don't think any of the pass rushers have the talent or athleticism that Micah Parsons has. I mean, Micah Parsons, I know it's a different topic, but like this guy literally doesn't even have a position. He's just on the field in a game record. But I don't think any of these guys are like that. I don't think Hutchinson's like that, even though I think he's going to be a good player. And uh, Hutchinson leads the odds at plus 500. Uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of a crazy one here. But before I do, like I have been, I'm going to give some more cool facts. <laughs> Love it. Uh, no safety has won no no safety has won this award uh, for 32 years since 1990 it was mark carrier for the chicago bears shout out uh, jordan turner uh, and uh, mark carrier won that award in 1990 the reason i bring that up is because the fourth best odds uh, to win this award is kyle hamilton kyle hamilton for the ravens out of notre dame plus 900 and uh, I've actually seen some really bad film on his behalf over the last few days of him getting roasted at camp. So I, I don't think it's going to be a safety. Now, as far as cornerback is concerned, the last cornerback to win this award was in 1998, Charles Woodson for the Ray four years ago. Excuse me. I messed that up. Let me do that again. Only two have won the award since 1998. And those two uh, were 2015 Marcus Peters for the Chiefs and 2017 Marshawn Lattimore uh, for the New Orleans Saints. The reason I bring that up is because there were a lot of cornerbacks in this um, draft taken early. And the one that I'm going to go with, I don't love this, but I love the number, is Derek Stingley Jr., plus mm -hmm. 1,000 for the Houston Texans. I think that this award, unlike the Offensive Player of the Year award, is not indicative of the success of the team because the defense could be great and the offense could be bad and, and and the guy could still win the award so um, Derek agree. Stingley was taken over Sauce Gardner even though a lot of people thought that Sauce was going to go and the reason that Stingley went earlier uh, was because he had one of the greatest seasons we have seen since Jalen Ramsey and in college his freshman year and then over the next couple of years um, 
injuries and sitting out just didn't really work out for him. So if he can be that player he was his freshman year, I think he has an outside chance to win uh, this, which is why I'm going with Derek Stingley Jr. Blaine, love it, Johnny. This should be no surprise, honestly, from from things I've said in the past, if you rewind, but I'm going Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love this guy. I think if you were to pick a guy that is as athletic, I'm, I'm not comparing him to Micah Parsons. I think that's ridiculous. But he came into college as a safety, transferred into morphing into a linebacker, pounds, and it just has that athletic ability to be able to be a Willie Gay type and drop and slip through the hole, or he can line up on the edge and come off the edge. He's a freak athlete. In high school, I was looking up more stuff about him. He was the punter, a wide receiver, and a safety at the same time at a very high um, California school. And this guy's ridiculous. I think he has a, the potential to take the um, that division by storm. Look out for him. His, his year at Utah was crazy. Defensive player of the year in the Pac-12, two-time finalist for the Buckus Award, a freak athlete, Devin Lloyd. Yeah, I love it. I That's a really good pick. You have been high on him ever since we were talking about college football and, and talking about Utah. So you're exactly right. I love all three of those picks. Wow, I really, really, really like that segment, boys. Unbelievable. Um Great, great job from both of you. Awesome to see. Uh, let's move to the final part of the prediction show. We're going to go through the AFC and the NFC. We're going to give – and I have mine in zero order. So this this is just who I think is going to make it. The order is um, not a part of this at all. So um, let's go ahead and get started. I'll go first. Uh, I'll do the AFC first. I have the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Chargers, Colts, Raiders and Ravens. One quick thing. I had the Dolphins in there. I had them in there, but crossed them out to put the Ravens in. Um, the Ravens are good. And I needed, I, I just felt like I needed to have them in there. They are a staple in the AFC playoffs. They seem to be in it every year. I don't see how they really miss them this year. Um, they're they're more ready to win right now than the Dolphins are, in my opinion. That's why I really I changed it up. Um, let's go with Blaine, AFC. Yeah, Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Bengals, Raiders. And I'm stepping out on a ledge because I'm sticking with it. Um, Wait, Blaine, will you actually go through your list again? I wasn't ready to write. So yeah, you're fine. start it over. Give you some more time. <laughs> Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Bengals, Raiders. And like I said, I'm stepping out on a ledge here and picking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, just a sneaky, horrible, horrible. They could finish last in the AFC. They, they really have that potential, and I could look like a complete bozo. But uh, I'm just going to do it. Okay, I love it. Johnny. Ew. I don't love it either. <laughs> Oh Titans, uh, you know, I, I just – Browns, I don't know. Is Deshaun going to get a – NFL is going to come back and slap the hammer on him like he did his massage therapist? I, I mean, Ravens, okay. I mean, Ravens could very much so outweigh the Steelers by a million. million I think the miles. Dolphins make it before the Steelers make it, but that's just me. Johnny, what's I up? Digress. 
Yeah, actually, Chandler, I wanted to write these down, too, to make my point here. So can you go over yours just real quick one more time, Chan? Yeah, mine is Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Chargers, Colts, Raiders, Ravens. Okay, I think we have the same, Chandler. I was looking here. Okay, so, you know, every year, right, there is a – like there, there's going to be a, a surprise team that doesn't make it. There's going to be a couple teams that that don't get in. And, and the three teams from last year that I have uh, that would miss this year would be Patriots, Steelers, and then the Titans, which is like the crazy one, right? They were the one seed last year. And, uh, you know, after going through these lists, I think I convinced you guys that they're not going to make the playoffs. I think yeah. I hope that would have been the case before we did these podcasts, but um, – right. Yeah, my, mine are, mine's the same, Chandler. It's Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders from the West, uh, Ravens and Bengals from the North, Colts as the lone uh, from the South, and the Bills as the lone team uh, from the East. And, uh, yeah, Blaine, you got something? Yeah, just as you say that, a surprise team for somebody that can maybe push through the wild card in this division, what are you, you know, what are you circling? You mean like a team that maybe could get in that I didn't that I didn't say? No, make a run. They, your teams are oh. right. Which one of those seven is going to make a run? Yeah, uh, the team that I think could do that. Honestly, this is crazy. I I think the Colts are good. I, I, they, okay, they're they're a division winner, uh, but I think they'll be the four seed. And I think the Colts are good, uh, so I could see them doing something like that. And. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs will win the division. So then I could say a wild card team would, would be the Chargers uh, there. I want to hear what you guys have to say about that too. And then I want to get to Blaine not having the Ravens in the Yeah, wait. Sorry. So what's the question? I, I'll be honest, with you, I zoned out. <laughs> Who do you think is going to make a run or, or one of these teams that's oh, okay. bottom seeds that can, can make a run? Yeah, so I think, unfortunately, um, I think the I really think the Ravens are going to be a low seed, and I think they have a chance to make a huge run. Um, I can see them anywhere from the five to seven. I don't think they win the division. I think the Bengals win it, so they won't have a division seed there. Um, but any, I, I just anytime Lamar's out there, I, I'm not a huge Lamar guy, but he is. He can win a football game, and it could just be your day that day in the playoffs, and the Ravens get hot. Uh, they play good defense. Um, as long as Lamar doesn't screw it up, the Ravens for me are a scary, scary team to play in the playoffs. And the thing about them too, one last thing I'll say, their style of football travels and you can play their style of football in any weather. It does not matter. Rain, sun, snow, tornado, hurricane, whatever. They can run the football and they're going to do it and you're going to have to stop them. Key off that, Johnny. Big, good point on on uh, me talking Ravens here. Lamar Jackson is one and three in the playoffs with three touchdowns and five interceptions. Yep, that's why that, I that division is so good, so so competitive, so hard to win in. I wanted to pick the. I mean, it's either Browns or Steelers. I just don't. The Ravens is something about Lamar, and I'm going to keep saying it until he retires. Is I don't think they're going to make it there to the playoffs just because of that before even get, before it's playoff stats even show. So that's my idiot take on the Steelers, but that's why uh, that's where my mind yeah. went. I, 
I strongly disagree with that. I'm sure Johnny does too, but whatever. Sorry. I mean, Blaine, that's that that's honestly gross. that'll that's get egregious. you fired. That, that'll get you fired faster than your bills window. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have some idiot. You gotta have something right. crazy. I'm just giving you a hard time. It's great for the show. I love it. Let's move on to the NFC unless anybody has anything else they want to say about the AFC playoffs. We're good. Let's go to the NFC. Um I think the first four teams that I have are pretty much chalk. The last three are, you know, where I think we're going to have some pretty good conversation. I've got first four, I got Packers, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys. I think those four teams are the best teams in the NFC. I think they're kind of a shoe in. Um, I have the Washington Commanders, um, who I'll go ahead and say it now. I think they are the. I think they're the dark horse to make a run, just like Johnny alluded to earlier. I think they're the dark horse in the NFC to make a run to at least the NFC Championship game. Um, and this is where I'm going to make you happy, Blaine. I am going to put the Vikings in the playoffs, and the rounding it off is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Um, if it's not the Commanders, it's the Saints. I think a lot of people are forgetting that they even exist. I have not heard much about them, but we're, I've been hearing some, some good stuff, inside stuff uh, from somebody who works there. And uh, I think the Saints have a very good roster, and they their defense is I think it's insanely underrated. Um, so that's my <laughs> NFC. Uh, it should be Blaine, I think, starts with this one. Yeah, I'm going Washington, Tampa, New Orleans, Minnesota, um, LA. And here's where I really get stuck. Obviously, I'm gonna go Packers. And then <sighs> Niners. So wow, two he, from the NFC West. You really think yes. that? I think Trey Lance. The, I think that's their best. I think that's the best division in the NFC. And I think that in whole, um, well, in whole, I think Trey Lance is going to have a hell of a year. And that defense is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Johnny? Okay. I've got your guys written down here. All right, just so everyone knows, uh, I'll, I'll say mine, and then we'll, we'll point. Uh, last year, uh, Packers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Eagles. My picks are Buccaneers, Packers, Vikings, Cowboys, Commanders, 49ers and Rams. Uh, in comparison to to uh, what you guys have, uh, Chandler, you don't have the 49ers in, which I think is very interesting, and I want to hear why. Um, and then Blaine, you don't have Dallas, which I yeah. absolutely love. Yeah. I think I can't stand the Cowboys. I have them in, um, but I definitely want to hear why. It's Chan's podcast, so let's let Chan go first. Chan, why no 49ers? Um, no 49ers for me because I just don't think Trey Lance is a rookie that can get them to the playoffs. Uh, I love their defense. I absolutely love their weapons. I love Kittle. Um, I love their offensive line. Um, but it just at the end of the day, it always comes down to the quarterback. And I don't see how he takes them on the road and wins them a football game. He's going to have to be a quarterback that they're going to have to get a lead or they're going to have to win three, not maybe not three, but they're going to have to win 14 to 10. They're not going to, he's not going to roll out some magical uh, 
offensive performance, in my opinion. I think he's going to have a mediocre week every week, and I just don't see them making the playoffs. It was really between them and the Vikings for me, and as much as it really pains me to say it, the Vikings have a more established quarterback. They have a more established identity, and quite frankly, their offensive skill players are better, I think, than the Niners. Chef kiss. Um, Cowboys, C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. Dak Prescott, you you know, shoulders, it's on your shoulders, Dak Prescott. Are you going to perform? I notice um, Eagles weren't a very hot topic in this either. You know, this division is neck and neck and a lot of commanders talk as, as we, I think, persuaded each other in the um, in the prior podcast, but that's why I, I just, I think Dak might have a regression tough year in Dallas. And I think that, um, you know, even then you're looking at their defensive side, Javon Diggs had a crazy year. I don't know if he can do that again. And, and yes, I know Michael Parsons, some Demarcus Lawrence, but when you're really looking at the Cowboys, I just struggle to see the talent to, to be able to win out and you know, win this division by our storm. Don't see it. Yeah. The uh, the uh, and so to, to sum it up with mine, the, the team that didn't have was was New Orleans, and frankly, for me, that just falls on the shoulders of Jameis. Just don't trust him. Um, I just don't trust uh, leadership, uh, ball security to to lead a team uh, to the playoffs. And so, I think I think Chandler said it earlier. One of you guys said earlier, of course, but it was, you know, I think their roster still is good, uh, especially defensively. I think they're really good. Uh, uh, they have a huge home field advantage. Um, Dennis Allen is their new head coach with Sean Payton leaving, but keep in mind, Dennis has been on the staff as the defensive coordinator for a long time. So everybody's familiar with coach Allen. Uh, so uh, it really just falls um, on Jameis for me. And then Another interesting point too is we don't. None of us had the Cardinals as well as the Eagles in there. I would have had the Eagles in the playoffs before we Not did anymore. the previews, but Blaine totally convinced me about the Commanders, um, and I am out on the Eagles again. Uh, for me, quarterback is so huge, and, and I just don't think Jalen Hurts uh, is it. And then we've seen guys, the Cardinals, just imploding right. right now with the Kyler Murray stuff and his contract coming out people questioning if he was deserving. They already removed that clause about him having mandatory four hours a week of film study from the contract. Kyler was up in front of me defending himself. That's just a big distraction. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't even know if he's legit. I mean, the guy just really hasn't won consistently for his entire career, college and professional as a head coach. And then today, uh, Marquise Brown, who they just traded for, uh, was arrested for speeding um, but it had to have been really bad speeding because it was it, it warranted an arrest. So couple that with DeAndre being out, uh, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. Chandler Jones is gone. J.J. Watt is just a question mark if he's going to play every week. Uh, as a Chiefs fan, guys, I am chomping at the bit to get to Arizona week one. Give me the Cardinals. Nice. Yeah, um, and you'd have to think that he'll – Hollywood Brown will not be there week one. He'll have to have some sort of suspension for sure. They can't let him play. Um, but I guess maybe he can. I don't know. We'll see. But um, two things I want to say with the NFC real fast. Eagles, 
I am high on the Eagles. They could definitely slip in. I put the Vikings in there, but I I can easily see them flipping with the Vikings for sure. Eagles can be scary. It's all on Jalen Hurts, though. Second, I think it could be a big fuck you season for Alvin Kamara, which would propel the Saints. I think people are forgetting about Alvin Kamara, first of all. And second, he's got Mark Ingram to back him up, which is a great guy, A, to learn from, and B, to push and practice. Because Mark Ingram can be a starting running back in this league. Alvin's got to bring it every day. Um, and I think, I mean, Alvin is, when he is 100%, he might be the best running back in football. His balance is unreal. And McCaffrey can catch the ball slightly better than him, but Alvin is not far behind him. He's a really good receiver out of the backfield. Um, look for Jameis to lean on that for sure. I think the Saints can be very scary. You're not The Saints are a little bit like the Ravens to me. You're not going to want to play them in the playoffs. It's a bad draw if you have to play them, for sure. Because on their best day, their defense shows up and Alvin runs for 100-plus yards. They can smack you in the mouth. So look out for the Saints, for sure. Anybody got anything else they need to get off their chest? Because that's the end. Got to talk about the Vikings a little bit, too, there. If we're yeah. talking – if, if we're – teams that can steal a game or two in the playoffs, Saints was my number one that I circled here. If Watch out. And then Vikings, number two for watch out. They're just the weapons on both sides are there. When you're looking at Justin Jefferson, I always talked about. Elon's still there. Kirk, Galvin, don't forget about him either. And, and yeah. Cook, there's, there's some ridiculous talent that could be at the bottom seeds of this conference. I agree. Great. A lot of great points. Johnny, any, any closing remarks? Yeah, just uh, just it's quick. Uh, Leo Chanel plus five thousand to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'll probably be putting a few dollars on that, uh, as well as like I said, getting his jersey. And none of us picked the Broncos to make the playoffs in the AFC, so I'll be going to bed with a smile on my face. Fuck Denver. Yeah, Tim Patrick going down. Um, I'm just not sold on Russ. Uh, I mean, their roster is decent, but come on, it's Denver. Um, boys, I think that's the conclusion of the show. Another phenomenal episode. I'm going to put out a graphic tomorrow on our social media with our, all of our picks, um, at figured out underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we'll see how fast we can get that out there. Got our girl, Alyssa working on it. That'll be cool to see. People will be referencing back to that. I have to imagine. Um, hopefully we're not too far off. Um, well, hopefully actually I'm really far off because that would mean that the bills didn't win the AFC championship game. Um, I'm sure Blaine hopes that he is, you know, on target with his AFC and Super Bowl winning picks. So we'll have to see what happens, but uh, we got the predictions out there and we're a uh, great episode, boys. I uh, appreciate it. We'll have to, uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do for next week, but should have some stuff we can talk about next week for sure. Maybe a little heavier Chiefs training camp, stuff like that, but we'll talk. The group message will be on fire. I appreciate it, boys. I'll talk to you later, okay? See ya. See ya.